All right, welcome to the EarFluence Podcast, which is a podcast about podcasting from a podcast production company. I'm your host, Jason Gillikin, CEO of EarFluence, and with me as always is CC Huffman, uh, content strategist, social media marketer, art graphic designer, doer of all things at EarFluence. What's good, CC? Hello, this week I've been big video editor. I feel like this week has, for some reason, just been all video editing, but it's fun, I like to do it, so. It's been a good week. It has. Uh, you're good at it too. <laughs> so I, oh, I truly uh, appreciate <laughs> that. And the video thing is not something that I really knew about early on when we were starting this is just how valuable those video snippets would be right. for our clients. And if you can find a one, two minute segment on a podcast episode and then share it on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on whatever social media platform is important to the client, that can be so valuable. And all of a sudden those have like thousands and thousands of views, you know, for the podcast. And it's a great teaser, or even if they don't even go to the podcast, the whole episode, it can work fine. It, it serves its purpose. Right. And it's like, I never watch a movie unless I've seen the trailer because I want to know what I'm getting into. Like the poster, the cover can only do so much, you know, and like even Netflix does it. They autoplay the show for you when it gets, you know, you scroll over it because they want to show you what it actually is, not what it looks like. So it's the same thing. It's just, I mean, it just makes so much sense. Yeah, definitely. All right. So what, what about podcasts that you're working on? Anything that you're excited about that's, uh, that's coming up? or that, uh, that we've published recently? Yeah, so we put out a new episode of First Check this morning, and I obviously, as a 24-year-old recent college grad, don't have any money to be a venture capitalist, <laughs> but I do like learning a lot about it, and shameless plug, I've gotten a lot of clout from being the voiceover for it, so shout out to Bonnie for teaching us a lot of good things, because now people are telling me, oh my gosh, you're the voice, and I'm like, thank you so much, I'm famous. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the voiceover conversation that you get all the time and your virtual background. No, 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 not your virtual background, your actual background for Zoom meetings. Yes. Every single meeting that we're on, you've got guitars in the background and it's always a talking point. Do you actually play guitar? <laughs> It's so funny. Yes, it is funny because I'm like, yeah, I just have them hanging up, you know, just for fun. Like, no, <laughs> <Right>. but it's <laughs> it's like just because I mean, I live in a studio. I want to have my instruments here because I play them and I don't have a place to put them because it's small. So I'm like, oh, I'll just put them over here. Yeah. But like even my friend was here for a Zoom meeting with his boss and he was like, oh, my gosh, do you play guitar? And I'm like, what? I don't I never thought that that would be so interesting to everyone. But it gives us something to talk about. Yeah, we were on a recording with the NC State Chancellor. So we do the NC State Pool Podcast, and the Chancellor of the university came on and starts just chatting you up on that guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yep, he goes, is that a strap behind you? I'm like, yes, sir, it is. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's awesome. All right, well, yeah, good week, good stuff going on for sure at uh, EarFluence here. Cece, I'm super excited for this episode because... We have on Alex, Alex Sanfilippo, uh, who is the founder, the CEO of podmatch.com. And just as a, a quick background, we had the chance to use podmatch over the past week, and we've got some questions for him. So we've had a chance to dig in. You know, he, we talked to him before. He kind of gave us the, the sales pitch for it and why it might be good for a, an agency like ours. And we checked it out. And so we have him on today. So... Without further ado, let's bring on Alex Sanfilippo. Alex, how's it going today? Hey, Jason and Cece, it's going really well. Thanks so much for having me here today. Oh my gosh. 
Man, I am so excited to really dig into Podmatch here because this is something that is needed in the podcast space. Definitely. So let's talk about that real quick. And, and Cece, let's talk about why this is needed. It's something that we've wanted for our clients. And sometimes I would task you, say, hey, can we get our clients on other people's podcasts? And what was your experience like? It is so tedious and it takes so long. And I felt like for some reason I was doing math and I wasn't, but it was like that boring because I had just like a big spreadsheet of like, I would search on my phone, search online, try and find podcasts that were similar based on the name, the description, you know, we have the founder shares podcast and Trevor's an intellectual property attorney. And so I'm like, okay, who could he be on? Or who could he be a guest with? Da, 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 da. And I would like search for like two hours and find like six. And it's like, now I have to find when I do that, also find a way to find their contact information, which most of the time is borderline impossible. So then I'm like searching LinkedIn, Twitter, I've got like a million tabs open. And as you can tell, it makes me really irritated. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're bringing on somebody who thinks he has a solution. Thank God. Alex, <laughs> can you take a step back and talk to us about well, how did this all come about? Like, what was the problem that you saw? How did it all get started? What's the origin story of Podmatch? Yeah, it's a good question. Cece, first off, just to kind of circle back to what you just said, that pain is known by every podcaster, I like to think. Maybe not to that extent, because you're looking for multiple people, but all of us have been in that boat of like, oh my gosh, I have to find a guest or I need to be a guest somewhere. And then you just go all over the internet to try to find somebody. And then like the worst thing that happens is you find a few good ones and there's that rare day where not a single one is looking for guests for like the next year. And you're like, oh no, mm -hmm. <laughs> like there goes four hours of my time with zero leads from there. But anyway, that's kind of the realization that I had actually about, I don't even know how long ago this was. You guys remember we used to like meet up in person and go to conferences and things like that. <laughs> I went to a podcasting conference in Orlando, Florida and there's about 2,000 people there. And yes, we were shaking hands. We were high-fiving. We were hugging. People were kissing. I wasn't involved in that. But, you know, like all kinds of things. Um, got real wild, but not really. But anyway, while I was there, I was actually speaking about podcasting at this conference. And one of my goals for myself was when I got off stage was to meet as many people as I could and ask them, somehow work into the conversation and say, what are you struggling with in podcasting? And I was doing that for specific reasons because me as a podcaster, I got a lot of help starting off. I mean, when I got into the podcasting industry, and both of you know this, people in podcasting, for the most part, are extremely nice, extremely helpful. Everyone wants to be like part of a family, more or less. And I just fell in love with that. So for me, when I was getting off stage, I'm like, I'm going to find a problem and try to help people out because so many people have helped me along the way. And so I started asking, I heard a bunch of different things, of course, but the commonality was, hey, I can't find the right guest for my show. Sure, they could find people who say, yeah, I'll be a guest in your show, but normally it wasn't the right fit. Right. In the same room, about 2,000 people here. There's about 500 of which, so 1,500 podcasters and 500 people that actually weren't podcasters. They were online course creators, authors. They had companies. They had services. They were trying to promote and sell. And so I was asking them because I was asking the same question, like, oh, I don't actually have a podcast. I'm looking to be a guest on people's shows. Here's what I talk about. And it was interesting because while I was in that room, I was like, I just talked to someone five minutes ago who was looking for somebody just like you. Let me go introduce you. So I started playing like a little bit of matchmaker even while I was there. And uh, it was interesting, though. Jason and Cece, I'm not always like the smartest guy. For some reason, I went home still thinking, I don't know what I can do. And uh, <laughs> I was actually doing it. This At this point now, I came home. The world shut down a week after that conference. Like the world just shut down completely. So I was at home on my back porch doing a kettlebell workout at that point. 
that's like when the idea hit me, not the kettlebell, but the idea for, for pod night hit me. So what I did is I ran inside. My wife is like, what is this crazy guy doing? He's like sweating nasty in the house. And he's got a, uh, he's writing on his whiteboards, which are in my office. I just like have three whiteboards and I just whiteboard out the whole idea. For some reason, it just, it clicked. And I realized I'm like, why can't there be something like an online dating app, but for podcast guests and hosts to meet? Online dating apps are supposed to connect people that are a good match, right? So I was like, let's see if we can do that with podcasters as well. And that's kind of the origin story of how this thing started. It really started just as a way, can we help these people? And that was March 10th, 2020, when I had that idea, wrote it on the whiteboard. And June 15th, 2020 is when we launched into an early beta with 100 people that happened to meet at that conference. So those 100 people that I talked to, they're actually the ones that, that launched with it and tested it out and helped us kind of work some things out. And that's, that's, my, that's my whole story there with Podmatch. Wow. That is awesome, Alex. What I want to know now, though, is you had this idea. Everybody has ideas. Like, how did you get to the point where you're like, oh, actually, wait a minute. I have this idea, but I could do it. Like, I've got an idea about a food app where uh, I go to a restaurant and then I, I want to write down. I want to remember what I had the last time I was at that restaurant and if I liked it or not. I've, I've got a name for it. It's called About Last Bite. I like it. It's sweet. <laughs> we might have to cut this part. Otherwise, we're going to find that in the app store next week. <laughs> you better get that attorney that you guys work with. Is it Trevor, right? You need to, you need to get yeah. him on board. <laughs> we got to call Trevor. I've had this idea for over 10 years and nothing's going to happen with it, okay? If, if it were to ever get off the ground, Google would swallow it up in a minute. <laughs> but anyway, the point is I've had this idea and I'm like, I should do this. But like, I don't have the skills for that. So like, how did you have the skills for that. Is this something that you're a background in? Or are you a coder? Like, how did you make it all happen? I'm so glad you asked that question, Jason, because I think a lot of people just skip this from an idea to an execution is it's quite a bit in between there that has to happen, right? And I, I want to give a disclaimer before this, I have had plenty of failed ideas before this, like a lot of ideas that just didn't work. And I think that's part of what makes an entrepreneur an entrepreneur, right? You fail, but you keep on progressing and growing. And sometimes something works, right? If we go back to the creation of the light bulb like that was a failure more than a thousand times before it was a success so for me i don't look at any of my failures as a bad thing they all brought me to where i am today i was able to use those skills along the way to get to where i am so this wasn't like oh alex had an idea and then he's going to turn into like this this big guy in, in the in the podcasting space like that's not what happened it was me making mistake after mistake and finally leading something to to that could be a success so with that said this idea actually, when I whiteboarded it out, I have a background in building teams. Uh, I used to be in the aerospace industry for a, a long, I did about 15 years in aerospace. And I was responsible for five divisions of the company. And I was always hiring people, moving people through pipelines, figuring out how people work well together. So for me, I took a step back from that whiteboard and said, okay, I don't code. Uh, I need somebody to build this. And I know I could go on like Fiverr and start hiring this thing out. I'm going to spend 200 grand if I do that. I don't know if I want to start a company spending 200 grand. Uh, so the idea was to bootstrap. And what I did is I've just always been really intentional with growing my network, the people that I, I have in, in my, my pocket, right? That can just open it up this, this book and say, okay, who am I looking for? And when I did that, I stepped back and I was like, I knew one guy who was ideal. His name is Jesse. He's actually my the, the co-founder of Podmatch. And he is a brilliant coder. And about, uh, I guess it was three or four years prior to, to this time, he and I worked on a project together and we knew we worked really well together. I was more on the sales side of things. I was more on the idea side of things, marketing. And he was the guy who was developing. And he's just, we work really well together. We can kind of speak each other's language a little bit. And so I called him up and it just happened. It was one of those situations where I did get lucky. He had finished a project that he'd been working on for a long time, two days before I called him. So it was a Sunday night and this was a Tuesday. So yeah, Sunday night, he finished the project and here we were on Tuesday. He's like, oh yeah, I'd love to do this with you. 
And so I just pitched the whole idea to him. We drafted something up saying 50-50 partners. Let's just go for it. And so it was one of those partnerships that just really worked out. I was in the right place at the right time. It was, it, that was kind of like the luck that was involved in it, if you will. But since then, it's, it's been very intentional on how we pursue things. And so you launched this in June of 2020. Correct. All right. So it's one thing to have uh, a software that works. You've created the Match.com for podcasters. It's one thing to have a software that works, but then you need users for it. So like, how are you getting the first or how did you get the first 10 users? How did you get the first 100 users? How did that all happen? Yeah, so it was a bit of intentionality on my part. Going back to that conference, I made sure I got the people's contact information that I was talking to. So if I thought I could actually help them out, I was saying, okay, let me get your contact information. And I was actually able to tell them, hey, you 100 people that I, I met with, I would love to, to have you all test this for me. And when they tested, I mean, there was no logo. It was text only. And I told them like, hey, listen, stuff is not going to work. It's going to be broken. But I need you to tell me if the idea works. Like that's what I was looking for. Does the idea that I'm going for work? And so I had those 100 people built in to test. And not all of them stayed around. Some of them were like, this is just not a, like I can't see how you're going to build a logo for this even. I can't see how you're going to do this, right? But most of them gave us good constructive criticism we were able to grow off of. So the first thing I had to do is not get my feelings hurt. So I kind of had that built-in audience, but I had to not get my feelings hurt when they told me, hey, it's all text. What are you doing? And hey, this takes 10 seconds to load. That's not going to work. And I just don't like it. And those type of things. Because again, like it, the, the good far outweighed the bad though. I had many people, there's about 80 some odd people said that like, this is fantastic. You're onto something here. So I had that built-in audience a little bit because the people I was looking to help and serve, I kept them with me and remembered them and said, hey, here's a solution to that problem we talked about four months ago. Can you test it out and tell me what you think? Okay. And so you got some feedback then, and this was beta testing like in, in June or so. Yep. And then from there, we, we really focused on like, Hey, can you tell your friends type of thing <laughs> is how we initially grew, especially. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So then tell us how it works. We've had a chance to dig into it and we know that you can either be a host of a podcast or a guest of a podcast, and then you can find your matches based on what is it, certain categories? Just explain how, how it all works to, to the audience. Yeah, definitely. So when you log in, you're basically going to set up your profile, which probably the number one complaint I get is the profiles take a long time to set up because we ask for a lot of information. And we actually set that up intentionally. We really want the high quality, the people that most people that sign up actually already have that information ready because they have a one sheet somewhere else. So it's going to ask you for all this information. The idea is people are like, it takes too long. I'm like, yeah, but no one's ever going to ask you for that again. So like if I'm ever a guest on a podcast, no one asks me, can I get your pictures? Can I get your bio? Can I get your links? They just go back to my, my Podmatch profile and it has everything that you need about me. It has my pictures, my bio, my links. Anything that you want is all going to be there. I, I don't even know how much time I've saved by just setting that up. And the idea is on the guest and host side, we need both those things done. And there's a, there's a reason for that because also how we do the matching. So there's hold, things like- Hold on, hold on there, Alex. Yeah. Okay, Cece, how long did it take you to come up with a one sheet for some of our hosts? Not on Podmatch, just in Canva. I mean, total hours, probably like three hours. And it took me like two weeks to get all the information that I needed from the hosts. But then I will say I was able to copy and paste every single piece of that and put it in to Podmatch. So. Yeah. So Alex, you are totally onto it there. It takes a, a long time to do that stuff on your own. It takes a little while to do it on Podmatch. I found that it's taking me about 20 to 30 minutes mm -hmm. to set up somebody on Podmatch. You know, one of our, so we've got an agency account now and one of our, our guests, it'll take them 20 to 30 minutes to come up with a one sheet essentially to set them up on Podmatch. 
And something that I think is interesting too is we recently started having like intake forms for guests as well. So guests that are host will say, I really want this person to come on. We'll send them a form so we can get their handles, their headshots, everything so that we have it because we always get to a point where we're like, this is supposed to come out tomorrow and I don't even have a picture of this person. (laughs) That solves that problem too. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) That's, man, I'm I'm telling you all what, when I, I, I now only find my guests through Podmatch, but before I was doing that, I'd be tracking down these guests I've already recorded with for weeks being like, can I please just get a picture of you? Like it's in your best interest to give me a picture of you. (laughs) So I released this episode. It's not the only episode I have out of a hundred of them that doesn't have a picture on it, right? Or a picture you don't like. Right, exactly. And I had one person and she just would not give me, and I'm I'm gonna keep her nameless, but she would not give me an image. Like I request it, oh, I'm busy, I'll get it to you later. I'm like, I know you have a ton of pictures. So I used one, like I found a high definition one on her website, I used it. And the next day, her staff is calling like, hey, you got to take my picture. That's five years old. She does not want any five-year-old pictures on. I'm like, can you all please send me a picture? Like, I'll change them all, but please send me a picture then. And finally, I found the right contact who sent me a picture. But I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm done with that. Like, my job is to produce a podcast episode so my audience gets impacted, learn something, grows from it, not to chase down people for pictures. That's not why I signed up to be a podcaster, right? That wasn't what I wanted. Uh, I imagine you... Jason and Cece both would say the same thing, right? Like, that's not why we got into the game. Um, oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it, it's always so funny when you see a picture online, but it's clearly like 10, 15 years earlier. <laughs> like, this is all I can find, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like their college graduation picture and they're like, uh, they're retiring and you're like, I guess it's what we got. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or you were even on our website today and we were talking before this recording. He was like, oh, did you get a haircut sometime? Because on the website, your hair is really long. And if somebody pulled that, that doesn't look like me anymore either. And that was six months ago. Right. So. Okay. Good reminder. So you see that we need to change up your picture on the website. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He reminded me of that. <laughs> Cece, time for an upgrade. All right. It looks great, by the way. Good job on the haircut. I'm, I'm a fan. I Thank like you. it. Yep. Thank you. So Alex, I cut you off. Go on. You're, you're at the at the one sheets. So once we kind of have that one sheet established, again, another reason it's really important is also for our algorithm, which checks 40 different criteria points. So there's 40 different points of things it's looking at. It's looking at keywords in your bio. I mean, it looks at everything. We've developed it pretty well. And I'd have to get Jesse on this call to like really dive into all the different things. But a big one is obviously things like keywords that are in it. You actually have your tags in it. You have your social following, how big your podcast is. Those type of things all factor into how a match is determined or not. And it doesn't always hit 100%. We've had some people that are really, really focused. We had one person, and she's still on there, and she hopefully she hears this because I'd love to shout her out. She has a really cool bird-watching podcast, which I didn't know would be a thing. And she's like, oh, I haven't been matched with anyone who does bird-watching. And I was like, I don't know if, if it's going to be able to do that. And like, there was a whole group of us on there, and everyone's like, is there an audience for that? And then like, there's a room about 20 people, and some people started telling her, ooh, last week I saw this bird. I don't know what it was. Here's what it looked like. And then like, I'm like Googling these different birds people are talking about. I'm like, oh my gosh, all 20 of us are now captivated on this bird topic that I didn't even know existed, which was really interesting. But going back to the algorithm, it's gonna be tough to match with something like that, especially early on. Right now when we're recording this, we have just over 7,000 members on it. It is growing rapidly, but at this number, when you tell me you're doing something like bird watching, I'm like, I don't know if it's quite gonna find you your ideal matches, but if it's something podcast related, business, sports, comedy, those type of topics are really a, a bigger topic, right? And that works really well right now. So it matches you up. And then once you see the matches and what we found is with the free account, you get like two matches a day if you're a, a user or if you're mm-hmm. a guest, right? And then if you're on a, an agency or a paid account, 
it just shows you all of the matches. Is that how it works? Yeah, and we did that for actually a specific reason. We do have a paid plan and a non-paid plan, but the way we built this thing is, hey, we want to work for about 90% of people for free. And then there's the agencies and the professionals that are people that are making a business out of what they're doing. And those are the people that are upgrading. And just between you and me and everyone who's going to listen to this, the people who have or are upgraded, they usually have a badge on their name or it shows that they're managed by an agency. And they seem to actually get a lot more traction for people because people know, hey, that's a really serious individual. Not saying the others don't get that, but that 10% really is getting the boost. Yes, they're paying. We wanted that to happen. So from day one, that was kind of the plan that about 10% would do the upgrade. And we're right at that number. We're actually at 9.5%. So we're like right there. Yeah, those are the plans. And that's the way it works. It gives you a, a, just a small amount of matches and a few different things that you can't do on the basic plan, but still works well enough for about 90% of people. Awesome. And so then uh, once people are matched, what happens then? Talk the listeners through the communication process from there. Once you decide there's a match, it takes you straight to a message section where you can just go back and forth and decide, okay, am I actually a good fit, right? Like you'll actually do this before you match. So you'll be able to message back and forth just to make sure. And I've had some conversations with people on there that I realized just weren't the right match. Or maybe they realized, they're like, okay, I reached out, Alex, but I don't think this is actually a good fit now that you've explained further what you're looking for. And we just hit pass and we just move on to the next person. But you're messaging back and forth. You determine if it's a match. Once you do that, if you're the guest, once matches hit, it'll show you the host calendar. So you can actually go and book time on their calendar based on when they're available. It has integrations like Calendly and basically every other calendar that you, that you would use. So the, the host, all I have to do is hit match if they got message first. And then they can just sit back and the guests can go through and do all that. And then it just mirrors it within Podmatch. And then you can see, okay, this is my upcoming interviews. We have like a little calendar view so you can see what's coming up. And then we just also added uh, releases, which is something that a lot of guests really wanted. Because a lot of guests, they don't get told when an episode's coming out. You both have probably seen it before, right? Like as a guest, you're like, I recorded, no idea if it's coming out. Sometimes you never hear from somebody. Now we ask the host when they're planning on releasing it. So it's like an estimated, I'm doing air quotes there, estimated date for when the episode's coming out. So the guests can see, okay, I did five recordings and I show all five of them. Here's the dates they're coming out. Tentative, right? It's probably going to happen. And that's kind of the whole thing. I mean, we built it pretty simple. So you got your matches and then you got your messages and you can schedule right there. And the whole idea was just, can we simplify this process for people? And that seems like another lane for you. The, uh, the whole process of here's when your episode is coming out and then promoting it from there. So that's something that you could do down the line as well. So like what we found is that it's just such a, a high when you're doing these episodes, like the whole you know courtship for doing this episode and whatever discovery call that you're doing and it's so exciting. And then you do the recording and you're like, wow, this was awesome. And you're energized. And then it's like you wait and you're just not sure. And then, you know, maybe it'll, it'll come out. And then if it comes out and you didn't even know it, you feel offended. You're like, wait a minute, I, I could have promoted this as well. Right. So like, we've certainly seen that. But that's something where, you know, you want to, we want to make sure these episodes are like, you know, mini events, like events for every single episode that's coming out there. So that, that could be another lane down the line, by the way. Yeah, it's a really cool idea, Jason. It's something I definitely want to expand on because we had so many members asking us about that. And here's the reason, like I'm a guest on a lot of shows and I'm not dogging anyone for doing this. There's the people who don't say anything. And that's kind of like my least favorite, right? Where I'm like, oh, would have been nice to have known. I would have helped you promote it because I, I always make sure to share it and try to get it out there, especially when it's a conversation like this. It's really valuable for people. Sometimes it's just the morning of or like, hey, we released it yesterday. Can you promote it today? 
And we put it in the pipeline, but it's not going to be that day because I usually, I like to usually have my content scheduled for at least that day, right? If not further out. So it's really tough for me to be like, oh man, you just told me about it. I can't do that right now. I just promoted something else we released and it's got to go into the pipeline. But if someone would give me a week notice or I had a way to see that calendar, I can schedule that in and just block out that time. But I think you're right, Jason, probably onto something there. I can tell you're like a visionary idea guy. I probably just need to like have a conversation with you another time to like brainstorm this a little bit further, but I think it would add value to people and, and you're right. <laughs> well, that's a problem. I am an idea guy and, and sometimes <laughs> I'm like, idea, Cece, go. <laughs> yeah. Hey, like, if you have someone to say go to and they can go, then that's great, man. <laughs> yeah. and, but sometimes I'm like, Jason, yeah. no. <laughs> You give me zero direction. It's not a great idea anyway. <laughs> so calm down. That's but funny. it always is exciting. That's like a, a very valuable skill. And like that, I, what you're saying, I think is very, very true. Like that would be very helpful. Because what we do now most of the time is like, we'll send out, okay, your episode's coming out next week. Can we make sure, please send us your headshot. This is a reminder that you probably haven't done that yet. This is tentatively what it's going to be titled. This is the description. So like they get that kind of warning. And then when it's uploaded, we send it to them. But like that also takes a lot of time and effort to just put that together. Like and so many emails that just you just get lost in it. Yeah. So you streamline one part of the process and, you know, next step, streamline a, another part of the process. But that's not right. what we're talking <laughs> about. Like we're talking about the pod match, like the, the matching part of it. So what's been the feedback so far? What's been the most exciting part of, of pod match in your first year? You, you know, we bootstrapped the whole thing. So which simply means we launched with a very low budget and just decided to do it with, with our own money. We didn't raise any capital. And we're not against doing that. We just decided this was me and Jesse going back to that co-founder, if you will. And we just decided, you know what, let's try to do this thing on our own. Let's just see what happens. So we, we launched, we put $5,000 into an account and just said, let's just, we'll see what happens. We'll go till the money runs out. Right. So we just kind of like went for it and uh, it, it never did. Thankfully, by the time June, July, August hit, we had done really well at that point already, which was really cool to be able to see to not have to reinvest. And it was great last year, Jesse and I both quit our corporate jobs, most of them being long-term corporate gigs and it was like bittersweet for me. I thoroughly enjoyed the job I was in. I was there for 15 years. It was the aerospace industry. I had a lot of fun in it. And people were like, you're crazy for leaving, having like one of the few stable jobs in the world right now during like pandemic. But it was one of those things I knew that, you know, I'm sacrificing the good for the sake of the potential great. It was a calculated risk. And it was one of those things I never looked back on. And I've, I've enjoyed that decision I've made. But really the thing that I love the most is we're actually helping podcasters actually do what they want to do, like and do what they like to actually podcast successfully, get their message out to the world, help these guests find places to share things. So many of our people on there were used to be speakers they're on stages and they'll get back to that. But now they still have a stage, a platform. And for us, it's all about, hey, can we serve podcasters so that they can serve the world? And I believe that the content that podcasting produces is some of the best, most helpful content in the world right now. Forbes actually said that about, they did this, this study, it was, I think 78%, 70 some odd percent of people listen to podcasts to learn something new. And so people were able to jump on a podcast and actually learn something. And we helped get that ideal match together. Man, that gets me really excited. And I love the fact that we've just grown organically. We haven't spent a dime on marketing at this point. So it's just been growing and we've just been helping people help serve the world. And that gets me pretty excited. But that, that's where I'm, my mind's at with all this. What a great success story uh, so far. I mean, it's just the, the phase one for you, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but you left your job. And then I think you shared something exciting with us a week or two ago when we talked about it wasn't it like you were about to get paid for the first time? 
yeah, we decided to take our first paycheck. So that's actually from time of recording this. It's uh, less than a week. So it's going to be the, the first Tuesday of April is when we'll take our first paycheck. So and it's not like I'm not going to go like buy a Ferrari with it or anything like that. Right. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's a humble beginning for sure. But nonetheless, getting a, a paycheck, even if it's $50, that is progress. The fact that we're able to start doing that, which for me is a win. And, and here's the thing, like really at the end of the day, I, I'm doing this to add value to people. I'm not necessarily doing it for the profit, but profit helps us continue to do that. So I never want people to get in the mindset of like, oh, well, Alex out there to really get rich and to do well. And yes, I would like that. But really at the end of the day, if I'm serving people, helping people, that's more fulfillment than comes from money. I've never been one to get motivated by money. My old employer thought that was crazy. But yeah, it is an exciting time. I mean, that's a really big deal for us. I think that's a big milestone in any company, right? Oh, heck yeah, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So you've hit some great milestones so far. You've got 7,000 users on Podmatch. Well, what's your goal? At the end of 2021, how many users do you want on Podmatch? We're on track for this. And the target since day one has been by the end of 2021 to have 25,000 members. And we like to call them members. We like to think that we're like working together with these people. So I don't, I don't like to think of people as users too much. I like to think of them as members. So that's like our in our in our branding, the way we talk and stuff like that. So yeah, 25,000 members is where we'd like to be. And we are on track for that right now. So we're just going to keep on pursuing it to go in the course that we're going right now and believing that the, the quality will continue to come. What's some of the, the feedback that you've gotten where you, you said, these are things that we need to change coming up in the not too distant future? This is an important point that I think a lot of people want to skip, especially like when they're starting their own business. Like you want, it's your baby. Like you don't want anyone to talk about about your baby, right? It's one of those things where you have to, if you want to grow. So we ask all the members on a regular basis, like I have an open call with people once a month. If you want a 15 minute call with me, you answer my four questions, which is just kind of like basic understanding of like, hey, what do you think overall? What's your favorite part? What's your least favorite part? What can I do next to improve? And we've been asking those questions and I've had to, to develop pretty tough skin when some people have gotten these calls and like, hey, the whole program sucks. You know, like it's <laughs> few and far between that anyone would actually do that. But I have had people do that. And the first time, especially I was like, man, that hurts. Like I've put at this point hundreds of hours into it. Like, and I, I get tons of good feedback. It's weird how like the one bad feedback will like stick with you, but the hundred good ones just kind of roll off your shoulders. It's terrible. Uh, like we all need to shift that mindset somehow. But uh yeah, I just had to develop thick skin knowing that, hey, if I really want to serve these people, I have to listen to their needs. I can't assume I know their needs. So I just started doing that. And by asking these questions, we realized, hey, the messaging system needs to be upgraded. People like Facebook messages better than LinkedIn messages. I guess it looks nicer. It's more aesthetic. So we developed it now to look more like Facebook's messenger and to work more like that. And that was some feedback we got. And initially, I was like, build it like LinkedIn because I like LinkedIn which is just a bad idea. I didn't ask anybody. I should have been asking from day one and I didn't. But going back and learning this stuff from people is how we've developed our roadmap. So for Jesse and I, we don't actually say, hey, here's the next 10 things we're doing. We ask our members and we, we rank those based off of what they're saying, like the level of importance and things like that. So we just do what the members are telling us to do. And I think that that's caused us to really succeed a lot. But the bad feedback does come and, and man, that, that can be tough. Like that can hurt quite a bit. Yeah. Well, is there anything that's on the horizon where you're like, yeah, you know what? You have a point here. We're going to go ahead and, and fix that or try to fix it anyway for, for the next rollout. Yeah. So the, the next thing that's, that's currently on the list is, and this is actually both on both sides. People want to actually see an estimate of the audience size of the podcast. So people want to know like how many listens and downloads podcasts have. And we're, we're trying to figure out if legally we can even do that. And if podcast hosts would appreciate it, or if they would rather that information not be there. So that's one of those things where we're like testing both sides of the membership. So the host versus the guest, trying to figure out what everyone likes. That's one of the big things. And then the biggest thing right now is UX. 
uh, user experience, the actual like look and feel of it. We have devoted very little to that. We wanted to make sure that, hey, it works really well for people before we start focusing overly on that side of things. But people have been asking a lot for that. Can we hit you with some some requests or some uh, some potential you know changes to Podmatch? Yeah, I mean, should I be taking notes right now? I, I want to make sure I remember them. I take it seriously. <laughs> no, man, we're we're recording this. You're good. Okay, cool. Yeah, perfect. Good. Yeah, I love it. Let's do that. One thing that I noticed is, especially early on, I would like to be notified more often. Is that a possibility in the future where you could say I I would like to be notified every single time? somebody messages me rather than I think what happens is like once a day, there's like a, an email that if you have a message, is that how it works? Yeah. You know what? I totally, this is totally on a horizon. This, this is actually one of the, the things that we're doing. And I, it slipped my mind completely, but it is underway. We're going to have in the settings where you can go to the amount of times you want to get an email. Do you want one nightly, one weekly? Do you want one immediately when somebody new messages you? So if like, you've not heard from them before, like a new message from CC came over to Jason. Yeah, so we are building that, and I totally blanked. It is on our list, so it's not like I'm blanking on it, actually getting it done, but it blanked my mind when I was talking about it. But yeah, that's that's really good feedback. We've actually been getting that a lot. That's just second to the UX side of things. It's like right below it. And that's also really great to know that you'll be able to customize it because he would like more emails and I would like, please just send me one a day. Don't. I want one a week because I check my pod match once a week and that's just what my schedule looks like right now. And I want one on Fridays to tell me, hey, here you have 10 new messages. You have three upcoming interviews. Like that's what I want. I want a snapshot. So we are working through that. I'm actually, before I say what I want, I'm validating with other people if they would want that as well. But Cece, sounds like you'd be more on board with that personally. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, you know, when when you're first starting out with it, just like with Match.com, it's so exciting, right? <laughs> you want to know about the messages right away. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. I'm sure after a while that newness wears off and you want to go in and change it, but who knows? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of other like little nitty gritty you know, pieces of uh, constructive feedback. Like, you know, one thing that setting up an agency account, it wasn't obvious that you could set up a host plus user for the same person. And although it was, if you were not an agency. So like if you're just setting up an account on your own, you have host or guest or both, but that wasn't the case for agency. Yeah, we, and I've been personally like just baffled by this one, the the agency side of things, because there's so many different types of agencies. It's not like a podcast guest or host showing up. It's somebody who manages this. Some of them, they've never been there before. So the terminologies we were using, especially initially, like it's changed since it first started. So you guys didn't even see the first go at this. Almost everyone was, it was emailing us saying, what, what does this mean? And what does that mean? So we've just been tweaking the verbiage and moving the buttons around. Personally, I now like the agency side better than the individual side. It's set up more like a project management system, which is the way my mind flows. But yeah, so we're, we're constantly changing that. So we need a way to, to simplify that. Being new, we got to figure out, hey, what makes sense to everybody, right? And that's been a little bit tough for us to overcome at this point. No, man, I get it. And I hear that you're just working so hard at making this right for everybody involved. You want it to be great for the users that aren't paying. You want it to be phenomenal for the users that that are paying. Users, sorry. Members. (laughs) Members. Right, Members. Members that are paying. It does sound more respectful. It does, yeah. Yeah. It does. Absolutely. (laughs) 
Yeah, you know, actually one of our core values, just so, and I'm not going to go on this for too long, but we, we wrote down our core values when we were launching. And the first thing we have, we followed Amazon's lead with this, but having a, a member obsession is what we called it. So we are just obsessed with our members. That's the number one thing. And number two is ownership right behind it. So like if a member tells us something's wrong, it's not like, ah, that's Jesse. You know, he's the developer guy. No, it's it's me. Alex Sanfilippo messed that up. If they made a mistake and went to the wrong website to try to log in, I'm still the one, hey, sorry for not making that more clear that it's podmatch.com, not match.com. You know, like I'm going to be the guy to still take responsibility for that. And I, I know that's kind of off topic here, but that's just really important for us because that's that's the number one core value, number two core value that we have with this thing. Awesome. Let me tell the audience about our user experience so far with it. One of our clients is a, a doctor and he has the Quacks and Hypochondriacs podcast. And I, I set him up as a user without the agency account, set him up as a user and immediately was matched, well, two per day. And so there's probably been, let's say, eight, 10 matches so far. I've probably reached out to five of those. You know, some others weren't great fits, right? And then three of them got back and said, yes, I would like to schedule an interview. Awesome. Like all of a sudden he has a chance to be on three different uh, podcast. And one, we've set up an interview already. So that's all happened in just a week where we just started, put up an account, and then we've got three good leads and then one scheduled appointment. So that was really fast. Started a, another one for another podcast guest. Uh, his name is Donald Thompson. We run the Donald Thompson podcast. And within two days, uh, we had three people, three connections and then one reached out and said, here's my Calendly link. Yes, absolutely. Let's do it. So the percentages are great from my perspective so far. That's awesome, man. That literally, I mean, you've made my day like twice in this conversation already. Like <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like, when I'm done, I'm just going to go outside. It, I live in Jacksonville, Florida. I'm going to go out to the pool, I guess, after this and call it a day. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I love hearing that. That pumps me up, man. That's so exciting. Well, cool. Well, we've got you for just a, a few more minutes here. Anything else that our listeners need to know about Podmatch? And then we'll ask you a, a couple fun questions here. Yeah. You know, if you have a message you want to get out to the world, whether that's through you hosting a podcast or looking to be a guest, or if you're looking to grow your own show, a great way to do that is by being a guest. And I, you all found this as well. The best guests are typically podcast hosts because they understand the game, right? They understand both sides of the mic. So really that that's it. I would just tell people if you're interested, it, it's free. It doesn't require a credit card. Just go to podmatch.com. But Really, I mean, Jason and CC, I'm so impressed with what you all are doing. Like, I've enjoyed this podcast so much as listening to it. You referenced it earlier, CC, but the one with Bonnie. I'm learning a lot about, like, what I should and shouldn't eat before I'm going to record. So my voice sounds better. Like, that's so cool. And then I've got two shows on my list still. I wrote them down. I've got Startup Stage and The Startup Hats by David Gardner that are on my list to check out. I mean, you guys have got, like, something incredible here. So, I mean, it's just an honor to be here talking with you both. Oh, man. I really appreciate Thank that. You. All right, so let, let's end with a, a couple of fun questions here for you. All right, so you've been on Podmatch, obviously, for a, a little while, and you've probably been a guest from your matches on Podmatch. What is the most interesting guest experience that you've had from Podmatch so far? Like me being a guest on somebody's show? Yeah, where you're like, I didn't realize that I would be a guest on a bird watching podcast, but here I am. <laughs> I have not been on that show. Um, but actually, there was one that was really interesting. It's called How's Your E-Presence is the name of the show. I still remember it because it was like really fascinating. We, we logged on together and he's like, hey, what I usually do is bring people to speed with like tech news. He's like, so here's three things that you can mention and I'll mention these three. So he gave me like... I was like part of like a news segment for a minute, which was really cool. I'm like, oh, and Twitter just did this update. And then like he shared a little bit. I jumped in and did like an, like I just shared like a short little like masterclass, if you will. It was like 10 minutes of just me talking. And then he kicked back in 
and talked about something that was like relating to that topic. It was super fun. He actually asked me to come back. So like I went back and did it twice. And if he called me right now, his name's Mark. If he would call me today, I'd go back on that show again because it's just so interesting. I've never seen anyone else do anything like that. And I got to mention one other one. There's this guy and he has a show and I'm totally blanking on the name of it at the moment. But you just share a short story. Like I don't even record with him. I send him a two minute audio clip of me sharing something like that really impacted my life. And he mixes it with somebody else. There's two guests per episode. It's got like nice music behind it and tells the story like in a really, really cool way. It's been one of my favorite things to share because it's like a four minute episode or six minute episode all together. And it's awesome. I think it's called like my one last thought. And it's like your one last thought that you want to share. Really fun. But anyway, those are two really unique ones. But granted, I, I've been on like last year I was on 100 different podcasts all through Podmatch. Like there was just so many like great hosts out there that ask questions that like blow your mind how good they are. I'm like, can you send me that audio? Like that was amazing that you like somehow got that out of me. Like really cool. But anyway, sorry, I wow. love podcasting, so I could totally rant about this. That is really cool. I, I love that that five minute story idea or whatever. Yeah, it is. yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. I was actually talking to a guy. His name is Aaron Calafato. He's got a podcast called Seven Minute Stories, and basically he will tell a story for seven minutes or have guests come on. And then either they can share the story or they can kind of write it out and he can, you know, narrate it basically for, for a story because wow. he is phenomenal. That's with, awesome. Uh, Let me check stuff. that out. That sounds sweet. Yeah, definitely. All right. And then last question, Alex, what is your favorite podcast? I mean, mine's called Creating a Brand, but I probably shouldn't promote <laughs> myself here. I, I love my show. I'd say the one that's actually been the most impactful to me over the years is Building a Story Brand with Donald Miller. And they just might have renamed it to um, Business Made Simple, I think is the, the new name for it. Really a great podcast. Uh, they used to do these just fantastic interviews. Donald, like, asked questions that I can only dream of asking people. Truly, like, mind-blowing every time I heard, like, an episode. So that that would be probably my, the top of the top for me right now. That's awesome. Yeah, and that's a, a really popular podcast. You actually have some really popular podcasts on Podmatch. I saw um, Entrepreneurs on Fire is, uh, is oh, yeah. on there. Yeah, John. John's a friend of mine. So uh, that, it, that was fun. Alex, your podcast, Creating a Brand. I wanted to give you some space to, to talk about that. What's what's that about? I can have an idea. Uh, it's called Creating a Brand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what do you go into? Well, first off, I'm not creative like you guys. I don't know which of you came up with Earfluence, but that's super creative. I know what it is. For me, I'm not really like that. So I'm like, I want to talk about helping people create a brand for themselves. And I'm like, creating a brand. That's the name of my show. But anyway, when I, when I started listening for more podcasts, I want to get in this space, man. I was like, I want something that can just be more like I'm busy. And I imagined other busy people like me having like a side hustle. So I just get straight to the information. Like there's not a lot of backstory. And I love podcasts have stories. I get to get to know somebody. My show is not that. And for a lot of people that are like, I don't like your, your flow because I have to take notes the whole time. But it's like 20, 25 minutes, they're up to 35 minutes of just like, hey, give us five ways to do what you've done. And that's it. And then we just kind of move on to the next thing. But that's exactly what I set out to do. And we've been able to do it really well. And it, it's been a blast. Well, Alex Sanfilippo, thank you so much for coming on the Earfluence podcast. If you, as a listener, want to check out podmatch.com, and I encourage you to do it. Set up a free account to begin with, and you want to upgrade, go for it. Go to podmatch.com. Thanks so much, guys. I really appreciate you both having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this show. If you have an interest in full-service podcast production, make sure you head over to earfluence.com. For CC Huffman, I'm Jason Gillikin, and we'll see you next time on the Earfluence Podcast. <laughs>